Hello, my friends, Nick Labretti here for JR Cigars. And here at JR, we are passionate about everything. You want cigars? We're passionate about Romeo, Monte Cristo, Aging Room. You passionate about cigar cutters, lighters? We have everything. We are passionate about life here at JR Cigars and only here at JR Cigars. Did, did we get it? I'm not sure. What do you mean you're not sure? I'm out here busting my hump. I got Mike guy in here. Get this freaking camera out of the way. At JR Cigars, we're passionate about everything. Get ready for Smoke Night Live with Massa Sensei. Boom, here we are, ladies and gentlemen. It's Smoke Night Live. This is episode 335, Jordan. Oh, my God. Of Smoke Night Live. That's a lot of episodes. Uh, we keep filming them. We just, Jordan, you said don't ever make that joke again. Yeah, but you did it, so I had right. to do my joke. On tonight's <laughs> show, joke. we are going to discuss the cigar biz with our guest, Mickey Pegg of All Saints Cigars. We're going to ask Mickey questions from our audience that we've curated from the week. We're going to catch up on our weekly, actually this time it's our monthly leaderboard, find out the biggest brands and the biggest cigars of the month on the Dojoverse, and we're going to get some deep thoughts with Mickey Pegg in the second Ooh. half of the show. Sounds and finally, like finally, folks, it sounds a little bit like that. But don't forget, you just, just, dance. just by participating in the show tonight, you have a chance to win a box of All Saints Habano, which looks a lot like this right here. It looks a lot like this. Now, <laughs> this, Jordan, we do that picture. this one's not full because we've been smoking it, but trust me when I tell you that the one that we are giving away is completely full Mickey Peg. Mickey, welcome to Dojo Studios. I love it. I you love are it. in studio. How do you feel? How's it going? Welcome to the show. Uh, it, this is fantastic. I had an uneventful uh, flight out here, and it's just an honor to be here. And uh, been following you guys for a long time, and it's uh, I, and I know you had offered me to be on the show before, and I just like I want to be in this place. So, and this whole weekend is uh, all about the dojo. So it's all and yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll and thank you for inviting me. I'm gonna skip uh, to that. Uh, Jordan Jordan wants us to scooch in a little together here. He's 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 going like this, which means. Scooch in. There you go. Now that's what I'm talking about. Uh, Sunday, Mickey, <laughs> is Cigarbecue. It's yeah. our 11th annual Cigarbecue. And you may be asking yourself, if you're not already aware, what is, what is Cigarbecue? Cigarbecue is when people all over the world, wherever you are, from wherever you are, you smoke cigars, you barbecue stuff on your grill, you partake in uh, responsible libation. Why? Why does it have to be? Why does it have to be responsible? Well, you know that's what we recommend uh, by law um, okay. is to be responsible. And if you post on the dojo verse uh, during cigar barbecue, and you use hashtag cigar barbecue twenty twenty two, which is the year that we are in. If right. In case you didn't know. Um, hey, listen, 
you've dealt with me for the last three months. I don't even know what month I'm in. Right. And so that's why I'm helping you out a little bit with this. But if you do all the things that I just mentioned on Sunday, this coming Sunday, that's May 29th, you have a chance to get this, Mickey. There's two grand prizes. One is a Yeti cooler that is hand-painted by the Subculture Studios guys in Nicaragua at the Jewish State Factory. It is a Nica Rustica Yeti cooler. This thing, I don't know, who, who knows what it's worth? There's that no... day, that, that time, when Jonathan came up with that, that idea, with, with that, that subculture, it was amazing. And they, they continued with Jesse in the beginning and all that stuff. It's just amazing. Yeah, what, what they put out of there. They've built a, uh, they have built a culture, a subculture, so to speak. Almost an institution. An institution. So that's one of the grand prizes. The other grand prize, Jordan, is a DE25 desktop humidor, which is absolutely Sick. beautiful. So one person will win the uh, DE25 uh, desktop humidor. Another person will win the Yeti uh, cooler and. To, to enter, Mickey. Do they have to be here in Denver? No, no, right no. Now? They can be wherever they want. Because we're going to be somewhere in Denver this uh, this Sunday, right? They can be. We're going to be right here. We're going to be right here. We're going to be right here. They can be wherever they want to be in the world. And still can win that. They can still win that. All they have to That's do. Phenomenal. You guys do a great job. All they have to do is participate. And and how fun is it to participate? You're barbecuing meat. You're smoking cigars. You're drinking drinks. You're having a good time. Uh, real quick, uh, how to enter for tonight's giveaway. Uh, for this beautiful box of Dedication Habanos, is just participate on the show tonight. Make some funny comments or whatever. Catch Jordan's attention. He's the producer. If you catch his attention with a, a very clever uh, comment of some sort, boom, you're entered, and you may win uh, a box of cigars, uh, that are, uh, which I'm smoking right now. It's absolutely fantastic. I think Mickey wants some more. Uh, hey, studio, let's go to the studio audience real quick. Uh, studio audience, Scott. What's up, boys? How, How are you doing? doing? You got Scotty Brayband, Trinity Cigar Lounge, oh, the greatest cigar lounge. Oh, look at him in that nice shirt he's wearing. He's oh, wearing a 10th anniversary dojo shirt. There it is. There it is. We've got the All Saints rep, Tommy, right there. How are you doing, brother? Doing well. Doing well. The St. Louis Blues suck. All right, we'll go to Matt. <laughs> Matt, how are you doing tonight? Good, Matt, you're good. getting ready to cook some stuff for cigar oh, barbecue. I'm so pumped. I've you got, got some tomahawks lineup. and stuff. Yes, lots of meat. What do you got? You got? Tell us I've what got you got. Tomahawks, five of them. I've Oof. got two whole chickens. Five tomahawks. And I only need four one. pork tenderloins. <laughs> All right, so that we're set for cigar barbecue. It's going to be, it is going to be amazing. Hey, so so what we were on? We had the bourbon junkies on last week, Mickey. I fucking love those guys. They're good. They're 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 great guys. And and one of the questions that was asked was, is a hot dog a sandwich? Right? Is a hot dog a sandwich? And it was a funny question. Yeah. It's it a funny question. Yep. And so then during the week to, I just, I wanted to see what like my friends and family on Facebook thought, you know, is a hot dog a sandwich? And so I posted a picture of my hot dog on Facebook and it had, it had mustard and it had ketchup on it. Yeah, but. I it, caught, there, there was the biggest storm in the not about is a hot dog a sandwich. Those are the two things you put on a hot dog. But the people were literally incensed, Mickey, that I had put ketchup on a hot dog. Clint Eastwood said, "Nobody, I mean nobody, puts ketchup on a hot dog." <laughs> but if you're gonna look at the architecture, so how many things you're gonna look at? You're gonna look at the so Jordan always uh, plays the other side very well. But if you look at the architecture of that, so a hot dog does not go on two pieces of bread. It does not. It's one continuous piece of bread. It's closer to a taco or a fajita 
Uh, and then what was the other sandwich you guys talked about? I can't remember. It was uh, well, it was uh, was oh, cereal some, soup. Oh, cereal soup. Yeah. Uh, uh, by the way, somebody said that gazpacho is uh, gazpacho is very sweet, and it's a cold soup. So so, but let's get yeah, back. Right, wait, wait, back hold to the hot on. Dog. Wait, but it you you cook the soup hot, and then you get it cold. That's a soup. Wait, we're getting wait, we're getting a little we're you getting a, we're getting off the milk? rails. Oh. Mickey, milk. you just said now I, I'm gonna cha- go I'm gonna just, challenge let's, you. Let's, let's just argue one. Point I'm gonna challenge you on this hot dog thing, yeah. not about the ketchup, but you just said it's a one continuous piece of bread. Now Correct. let me ask you a fair question based on that logic. Yeah. Let's say I make a hot dog, and it's on that one continuous piece of bread, which Correct. you say makes that not a sandwich. Correct. But let's say as I pick it up, like a hoagie, I accidentally break it, and now the two pieces become the one piece becomes two pieces. Especially if you toast those buns. Does it break does them. it somehow transition into a sandwich at that point? No, at that point it's just a hot dog. <laughs> at that point, <laughs> I think. By the way, you can have anything on your stinking hot dog you want. Ketchup, what? It doesn't matter. You know what? It's like you know. It's I, like I, a, I agree, like I, East I Coast thing. You. It's like cigars. It's w- the way you want to do it. Yeah. It's what do you want to do? Like, all this freaking etiquette and all this stuff. No, it's what you want. That, Thank that, you. And I, that's where. Well, that's the weird thing is. Thank that's, you. Everyone says that with cigars. It's just how you know it's subjective. But then when you get into the the food realm, it's not subjective anymore. You cannot put ketchup on your hot dog. The only ketchup is really good. Outside of like cutting a cigar, because those are rookie mistakes. The only thing I ever say about cigars is like, don't put it out. Like, just let it go out by itself. Give it a. People be, are trying to help. Be respectful. Be respectful of your. It was like when cigar. I took the empty uh, uh, ice cube things out of the freezer, and I'm like, so he reminds them to put more water in there, and uh, they said, no, don't do that because it makes them smoky. But uh, nobody knows what I'm talking about. But that's okay. <laughs> uh, could I be the new Juan Cassell? Uh, no, but uh, yeah. So yeah. Hey, hey, I, where'd my Juan go? Phenomenal. There he, is. there he is. Phenomenal. There's Juan. All right, Mickey. Let's get it. Let's get uh, let, a. Let's get Coming. into some. Let's get into some some backgrounds real quick. Uh, they're, are, they're, we gonna th- are we going to bore these people? They're no. I don't, well, let's not make it boring. If you make it boring, <laughs> we'll never have you back. If so there could be theoretically, it's theoretically possible. That there could be some people out there that aren't familiar with you. Oh, I'm sure there's a lot of people. Let's let's Thank you go. For bringing me to life. Let's go back in time a little bit. Like Mickey, you have a rich history in the cigar industry. Um, let's do a little Reader's Digest uh, kind of catch me up for some of the folks. Like a lot of people are familiar now with All Saints. You guys were our under the radar cigar of 2021 uh, with the Saint Francis, which the is the fan- best trophy we've gotten of all our awards. Thank you. Um, so people are starting to become aware of All Saints, but then they, they see this figure, this large figure with a white goatee, and they say, is that Steve Saka? And they no. say, no, that's it's Mickey Pegg. Where, who's this guy? Like, if somebody says, who's Mickey Pegg, how do you answer that question? Uh, just a little Florida cracker that grew up in Daytona Beach, Florida. So, and uh, migrated north, went to, went to Catholic University, uh, the Catholic University in uh, Washington, D.C., and I was fortunate enough to get a job at Georgetown Tobacco in 1989. That was a top 10. Uh, that was the year after Jordan was born. Oh, really? It is? <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. Anyway, so uh, a lot of great people came out of there. Uh, George Brightman, uh, Joe Holtman, uh, uh, 
uh, Gracie, uh, like uh, a lot of people. It, it, it was it was a top ten, and I was very fortunate to meet a lot of players that were up and coming at that time. George Padrone, uh, Rocky Patel, Tony Barati, who had a nice run for a little bit. Um, Lido, when he just bought that farm and bought, and bought that factory and then transitioned it over to LFD. Uh, so it was a really magical time. I, I think it was, I met Carlito, his, uh, his, his father, uh, and, you know, and I've kept in touch with him for, all, for many years. And um, it was just such a magical time. And then I had the opportunity to go to Davidoff, and that was 1998. Uh, go to LinkedIn when I get my shit wrong and whatever. But um, and I had the opportunity to go there and help them go from a broker to a direct sales force. And that was, that was uh, such a magical time for myself. I was working on Capitol Hill, you know, chasing uh, the, the political thing, and fell in love with my wife, Kimmy, and proposed to her. December 19th, 1997, and I'm like, man, I got to get a stable job because the, the way the Hill worked in D.C. was you get a great job for nine months, and then you have to look for one for three months. And I did some really fun stuff there and then had the chance to go to uh, CAO, and I think we put one of the most magical teams together. Mm. Not me, uh, a combination, you know, Tim Osgener, uh, obviously John Huber, who was, we were, we were brothers in arms at that time. Uh, we're, we're still good friends. Mike Condor, uh, John Osgener leading the orchestra, um, which is the C and CAO. And, um, yeah, so it was such a Now, uh, as he was talking, we forgot that he needed more bourbon. And uh, somehow or another, no bourbon came to Mickey's glass. <laughs> Weird. Um, what do we got? Look at this. Look at this stuff that these guys brought. Anybody see this oh, before? Oh, this could be a controversy right here. Anybody see this before? What is it called? J.W. Dance? J.W. Dant. Dant. If you buy it on one side of the river in St. Louis, it's 13. On the other side of the river, it's 16. So Tommy Klein. Uh, well, I, need, I need to be on the, that one side of the river. Well, we're going to get you guys hooked up. Where it's cheaper. That's the side of the river I like. Well, I love building. I'm on the, the cheap side of the river. Either would, side of the river is $15 cheaper than anything <laughs> I'm getting. <laughs> All right, let's let's talk a little bit about the CAO CAO times. Yeah. Um, what was that like? I mean, that was sort of a golden age that uh, that people think fondly about in the in, a, I, in the I, cigar biz. I I think that it was the birth of boutiques. Right. So, in that sense, that a lot of people were coming in trying to get in. And a lot of people think, well, you know, CAO just came out of nowhere. No, it, it started in 1968 with Jono, with the Meerschaum pipe. So there was a little bit of a foundation there. So there was a hell. Now, we, it was tenfold by the time it sold. Sure. From the time I got there. And uh, tenfold. I mean, and it, was a, it was a decent number. Now, there, there were pipes that were involved at that time. Um, and it was, there, there wasn't all the stuff that you see today. Like, right when you got in, there was an explosion of that where people had the opportunity, people had the connection. The right people were getting into the market that had some kind of history, pedigree, or wherewithal not to make these mistakes that were happening early when that explosion, I don't like to call it the boom, 
Because where there's a boom, there's this. Our, the, we've never, this industry has never really gone down from that, that standpoint. Maybe a little stagnant, maybe a little flat. Um, so I call it explosion. Um, and, you know, that's, it, it, it was unbelievable, what, the, 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 the in, talent that in, was on that team. In your opinion, uh, since you were sort of part of, of all of that, what caused the boom and then in the 90s? What, what, can, do you think back in real, in, and think about what uh, I'm happened? I'm going to get shit, or? but I don't care. Scar aficionado. Mm. Scar aficionado. Re- so Scar aficionado magazines were still at a point where they were the Facebook, the, and I'm, I'm not going to get all the social media things that magnify or force multipliers. Just say Dojaverse and then yeah, yeah, uh, we'll be well, that, well, that's the new Scar aficionado. <laughs> uh, just, just say it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I sleep with a picture of Dojo verse. Uh, no, so I think that Cigar Aficionado absolutely sure. had such a huge influence on the uh, on that explosion. Right. Uh, what did you uh, when you were in the middle of all of that and it was going down? Uh, people. People been MFing those ratings from the day that first magazine came did out. You, but did you... I was there when the first one came out. Were you conscious of the fact that something was happening, like, at the time? Oh, I wasn't... Con- I, I guess I was that something was growing, but Dave Berkebile, who originally hired me at Georgetown Tobacco, that year I came in in 1989, he was like, I don't know what's going on, because he got into the industry, he, can't, he got out of the Navy, and... He had net two-year terms. Okay. Because the people that were the distributors and selling something, like, I'd rather put it in a retail shop and lose that you're not going to pay your bill than not sell anything at all. Two, like, he couldn't order stuff fast enough, and he had, he, he had buying power, amazing buying power. He got all the stuff, the Opus when it first came out, the Throne when they... When they went from the Mill series or the Thousand series up uh, to the Anipresarios and all that stuff, and, and yeah, so it was like we had twenty thousand dollar days. Wow! In retail. Now, did, was the Davidoff days before or after the CAO days? No, Davidoff was first. Okay. Davidoff had just uh, had left Cuba. Had already been start working in Honduras, and was at that point. Um, going to get their first releases from Hanky. Hanky at that time was actually doing Ashton cigars. Okay. And then Ashton obviously went over to Carlito. Right. Uh, and that and Hanky and his quality control and the stuff that he did there uh, w- was amazing. Now, at some point, Alejandro, you know, yeah. At some point down the line, you you got out of the industry. Why did you leave the industry? Uh, quite, quite, you know, Frank hates me when I tell this story, uh, you know, at, a, I, I, at Sorry, this Frank. type of level. Uh, the retailers understand it. Uh, what happened was we sold, we sold a Scandinavian tobacco. They weren't even called STG at that time. They were Scandinavian tobacco. We sold to them. A year later, I was gone. A year after that, everybody else in the organization was gone, except for a couple of the sales guys that, uh, that I actually had hired. And... They, could, they said they were going to move it to Richmond and wrap it into General. They didn't know if they were going to wrap that into General right away. So General did not buy CAO. General mm. was owned by Scandinavian, and they changed the name to STG. 
Scandinavian Tobacco Group. We actually call it Scandinavian Tobacco, not Scandinavian Tobacco. So that's uh, so I left after one year, uh, not by, by my choice, and that was very heartbreaking. Mm. Um, but it was typical, uh, and not a bad way. It was business. Sure. Like, like, yeah, did it hurt at that time? Does it still sting a little bit? But I should have saw, like, who moved my cheese? I should have saw it coming. <laughs> you know, uh, still one of the greatest books of all time. <laughs> not that I'm a fishmonger. I'm too lazy. Uh... Um, but, you know, and I kind of freaked out, and I moved my family back to Havertown, where we started our family with my wife, Kimmy, and my three daughters. And I had an opportunity to finish up because uh, Jonna was very generous to pay for my grad degree at University of Pennsylvania. I went back, finished that up, and then I went to Lincoln Financial, and they were generous enough to finish paying for that. And I got my licenses, got my designations, all these things that you need to be in the financial world, and I sold mutual funds. Okay. So you did that for, what, 10 years? Yeah, about that, about eight years, and then start, like, I got to get back to what I love. If I'm going to spend these hours, spend this amount of time, and that's when me, uh, me and Frank had already been friends. I was, I was sending him cigars. We got to, uh, God, I wish it was on tonight to tell the story about, like, I used to ship him cigars uh, to Afghanistan, and he would horse trade them with the general, with the uh, German special forces for beers because they had a two-beer limit. So he was, Frank was very loved in Afghanistan by leadership in a, a lot of countries. He went to the Air Force Academy, amazing guy, incredible business acumen. Um, so he's, he's really definitely the backbone of the company. Now, before we get too deep into the story, yes. audience question. Yeah, yes. this is getting boring. Chad, T. Chad, ask Dojo over your long story. Now, ask, ask Chad, where does he live? Virginia. He, he's he's Virginia. in Virginia, right? Yeah, right. Harrisburg or Harrisonburg or? Yeah, Harrisburg. Some weird place. Yeah. He says, over your long cigar career, is there any part you would have done different knowing what you know now? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. A lot that question's been asked to me so many times uh, about leaving Davidoff, and the only reason I left Davidoff is I saw the ceiling. It was a glass ceiling. There were so many freaking amazing people in leadership at that time, from Switzerland all the way to America. We were based in Stanford at that time. Then after I left, they obviously moved down to Florida. Uh, nothing. Hmm. Oh, but that gave, that gave me a lot of opportunity to learn to take that over to CAO. And then Bill, Mike Condor, uh, a guy I don't talk about enough, had such an influence on me. Uh, you know. All right. Now, Kevin Acuff says if there was a Dojo uh, All Saints collaboration, it should be called All Saints Dojo Cassion. Dojo Cassion. Dedication. Uh, Dedication. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty it's catchy. Pretty good. good job, Kevin. He's yeah. thinking. He's he's putting the uh, he's, he's, he's putting pencil to paper. Hey, Lisa, Not somebody bad. put the clay on the on the table. <laughs> uh, so then you decide you're going to get back in the industry at some point. And 2017. 2017. I assume that's a uh, a process that takes some time. Yeah. So 2017, we put the thing together, and we're going to go down. I go down to the factory, uh, you know, and uh, we're all excited. We, we had a little small project called Solamente, and that's a whole other story in itself. But uh, I was going to spend 2018 down there, and it was just not a good time to be down there. So got delayed to 2019. Thank God, because 
there was a deal that I did in 2018 that really gave us, me and my family, a, a safety cushion mm. that we could go four to five years without really getting a paycheck. Dogecoin. Dogecoin. <laughs> oh, we got the Bitcoin, Dogecoin. We got to get my brother on for that. Um, so, yeah, I love the Dogecoin. Yeah. Uh, um, so, th- that helped. So, okay. maybe that was, a, that was, a, it was a happy, at the time, it freaking blew. And then we're like, we get to that, and like, okay, let's move on. Then our first freaking container, the only container to come on time, sorry, Nish, Nimish and Rocky, uh, was February 2020. And we were giddy as all get out. We couldn't wait. March 17th, All Saints, St. Patty's Day, because we like to have a couple drinks. You're like, we couldn't wait to like launch, do this big press release uh, about the launch of the company. I was down in the factories. I, I, I was talking to Skip Martin at the time. He goes, get the fuck out of here right now. Because uh, I was kind of holding on. I was waiting, you know, like to do a couple things I wanted to tighten up. Get out of there and get back. The world shuts up. Right. How, how, how did your, before you get to that stage, how, how, how did your wife and your family uh, react when you said, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to get back in, in the cigar business? I mean, this is a different world entirely. Yeah, so. A lot of my, travel, a lot of. Yeah, my wife likes it when I travel. We've been married 22 <laughs> years. And they're like, how do you make 22 years of marriage work? I'm like, spending 11 of them in a hotel room. <laughs> so in cigar years, we've only been married for 11 years. Mm. Um, no, so my, kid, my kids had fond memories of CAO. And remember that. And uh, my wife was very supportive. We sat down. We, you know, first, I had a conversation with my wife, Kimmy, who's been my best advocate in my entire life, um, uh, ever. And, and I said, well, all right, we're going to sit down with the kids. Like, Daddy's going to travel again. I was, I was still traveling quite a bit at Lincoln Financial, you know, selling mutual funds, because I was, I was a presenter. I had to get up there and, like, why buy our stuff? Gotcha. I didn't know what I was selling, but I said, <laughs> buy it. Um, so, um, you know, so it was very supportive. And then getting in after a little bit, after we got through that first, like, cusp of the pandemic, they are like, daddy's happy again. Because oh. I was only happy once a month. When, that, when those checks would come in once a month, I was very happy. But with the cigar industry, you love it. You breathe it. You, you're yeah. into it. And so you're happy more. It's, yeah. Now my daughters want to be involved. So I guess, I guess the answer to that question is they were supportive because they knew that this is what you wanted to do. And that's ultimately and they, what... And, and they love the industry as well. Hmm. You know, my, my wife, her, her dad didn't smoke. Uh, her grandfather smoked. Uh, cigars actually used to go to uh, Godfrey Tinton Sons, which was the original Holtz. I think mm-hmm. we were talking about were we talking about Holtz earlier in oh, Philly? Yeah. yeah. So the original Holtz was called Godfrey Tinton Sons, and that's where her grandfather used to buy cigars. So it was in it was innate in the culture. So, and Kimmy's dad, when he was building his business, he traveled quite a bit, and she's the oldest, so she was already into that. And I traveled even before I got to. Deep, before I got the job at Davidoff, I was working part-time at Georgetown Tobacco. I was working in the White House, so I, I, I was traveling quite a bit. So I've always traveled. All right, why, uh, why the name All Saints? Uh, everybody's going to want to know. What, what's, what's significant about that? Why did you name the company All Saints? God, you asked me stuff. So, again, you asked yeah, me what I, time I, it on is. Sh- I'm build your watch. On the show, we <laughs> ask questions. That's one of the things. I got to answer ready. <laughs> No, so... Um, 
What's interesting is we knew that our we, we came to the decision, Frank and I, that we were going to call the first line dedication. And then it became dedication. So I'm going to try to stay on track. And all the Vitolas are named after somebody in my life and a little bit of, of, of Frank's life okay. in the history of just cigars. And, and, and there's a really, there's a story behind every Vitola of those guys. And when I was referring to them, um, I kept referring to these people as saints. Mm-hmm. And a, another friend of ours who's part of the company, Martin Corboy, goes, well, Mickey, your, your formal name is Michael, uh, St. Michael, and Frank, St. Francis, why don't you call it All Saints? And immediately this clicked, and we, we ran with it. So nice. We loved it from the, from the get-go. So it's been a short... And it cleared trademarks. So. Yeah, that's always a plus. <laughs> that always made it better. Uh, it's been a short uh, a couple years since you've kind of really gotten rocking. Um, two, two and a half years. Two and a half years, and we saw you at the, a couple of the different shows along the way. Uh, give us a... Uh, a I'm, I'm the All Saints brand, and I walk into the doctor's office, and the doctor checks me out. What's... You know, get, get, give me the, uh, the uh, how's it going? How, how's the company doing? So you're talking about the doctor's office? I'm talking well, about. Was it a proctologist it or the be, uh, yeah. podiatrist? It could be. It is a proctology exam <laughs> all uh, the way up. Uh, thumb or index finger. Yeah, I might do the whole arm, but how's it going? You guys doing what you want to uh, do? Yeah, our trajectory, I think, is the right. We're, we, we are very ecstatic about our trajectory. So that's what's something you have to look at. So when we're talking about that whole getting back in and that first um, that first container came in, we were really like, what are we going to do? And literally, I freaked out, and uh, I, I did. I'm not going to deny it. And Frank, just very calm and cool. And what I did is I loaded up my car full of product. If the FDA is listening, shut the fuck up. Uh, uh, and I delivered product. I don't think they are. Uh, I delivered product, and I and I ran the credit card through the closest retailer to that person because I was not going to sell the, on my car. I did, but not like in that sense. Um, so, and that year was one of the most magical years. Now, if you think about that year, there was only really about seven to eight months that sold cigars in that year. Right. Correct? Because you're natural. The first quarter sucks, right, in cigar sales. And the pandemic, really, nobody really knew about those first two months. It was one of the most impactful years of sales in the history of the scar industry. Everybody goes, "What a great year to get in!" I'm like, "No, dumbass! <laughs> I was behind this. I was behind the curtain. Nobody knew who we were." So we caught it steadfast through that. And somebody, when somebody asked me this same question uh, in January of this year, and Frank and I talked about the numbers, we are 140 percent of what we thought we'd be after year one. I don't think anybody. So after year two, we were 140 percent of what we thought, and we sold in the first three months of this year. We sold what we did in the whole previous year. Oh, that's fantastic! But there I, were nine selling months, I don't nine th- buying months. I don't think anybody asked you in the way that I asked you, with the doctor and the proctologist. And I don't think anybody, nobody no. used, nobody used that terminology. Come on, man. No, you ask all the questions. Everybody <laughs> just ask one here. There. They, 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 they accidentally get a home run question. Now, this uh, week, we curated some questions for you from our audience. Jordan, let's go to yeah. the Ask Dojo segment of the show. Um, we got, I think, four four questions. Um, ask Dojo! How come everybody else gets, like, 10 questions? We, we, get four? we don't have a... That's, uh, that's brand management. We don't have a theme. We don't have that, a musical I, that theme yet. That could be yet. it. But uh, here we go. First question uh, comes from Jordan. 
uh, picologist, <laughs> and he Doesn't wants come to know. From me. I, I was telling you to pre prepare the the graphic. If you could appoint anyone, anyone at all, alive or dead, to be the high ruler of the world, who would you pick and why? I don't know what a high ruler is, but I'm assuming it's like uh, king of the world. Yeah, I, outside my wife, I, oh, God. Uh, my bride. <laughs> no, dude, she's badass. And uh, God, why do you always do the fat shots on me? Um, <laughs> the high ruler of the world. Um, alive or dead? Alive or dead? John Paul. Oh, one of the Beatles. No. <laughs> a couple of them. I'm it would be between John Ball and Fred. Not because I'm Catholic and all this other stuff. I think he's happy. And um, uh, the Raj, maybe. So. All right. That's good. All right, Jordan, next question. What is your favorite John Huber story from uh, Mike Valente? <laughs> What's up, Mike? How are you? Uh, so, which one? We have many stories. Um. So John Huber was such an influence on me and so much of the stuff and his creativity and, oh, it was Morton's. So we were all on Blackberries back in the day. So Suckers. And we didn't have, so today we didn't have Dojo. We didn't have social media. They had threads. And if anybody's been around for a while, like Sokka. Sokka was like one of the, he was the, he was a he was a force multiplier for threads, and they were, it was a really kind of convoluted thing where you interact on you know on, on the internet, and he would follow the tone of what was going on in the company. So it seemed like once a quarter we were having a record dinner, and Jono would take us to dinner at Morton's in Nashville. We sit this big round table. One time it was so big. I got called off the road to come back to, just to make the dinner. So I come back to make the dinner. And John's not really a big drinker. Um, he drank a little bit more back then, maybe, but not much. But he, if he did, he liked a nice glass of red wine. But he was always on that fucking Blackberry, like this. <laughs> this is before now it was, like, socially acceptable. And... John was like giving this toast and everything, and um, John's on a goddamn Blackberry. He had a big glass of red wine. I re and I'm all banged up. <laughs> I reach across my tomahawk. Well, they didn't have a tomahawk, but uh, and I reach across, I grab his Blackberry, and I dump it in his glass. Of wine. <laughs> nice. The entire table starts rolling except for him. Oh. Guy didn't talk to me for two months, and this is like one of my <laughs> best friends at that time in the industry. We're still really good friends. Like a guy I always lean on. He's like, hey, I would go over to his office. Our office is right next door with glass walls and all this stuff. I'd go over to talk to him. He would walk. If he'd see me get off my desk, he would walk up and close the door. Like I'm not talking to you. <laughs> so I assume um, there's a many more. I assume at that point we called ourselves the Toxic Twins. He was more was our guarded of his BlackBerry from then on. Yes. Uh, so we were we were the toxic twins back then. We had a lot, we had a lot of good times. Uh, there's such many stories, but that's the one that kind of jumps out at me. That's most. an amazing story. I'd love to I'd love to have been a fly on the wall to see that go down. I I I, I want to do that uh, to this day to people. All right, Jordan. Our our next question comes from uh, Cigar Social Podcast. Uh, two weeks in a row, his question made wow. it. Uh, what would you name a boat if you had one? 
Yeah. Uh, Fuck Skip Martin. Uh, <laughs> That's a great name. No, no. So my my grandfather was an engineer, and uh, he was an engineer manufacturer, owned an engineering firm that actually sold products and hubcaps back to um, uh, GM and all those down in Florida. And it became unsustainable because of the Dell model that everybody adapted to in the manufacturing world. He built his own boat, wooden boat. And he named it Wonderlust. Mm, and I always wanted to use that name. And, you know, Skip is has Wonderlust. Right. So if I had a boat, I would still call it, I would call it, I guess I would call it Wonderlust 2. Wonderlust 2. I like that. Yeah. All right. Last but I would have to build it. Yeah, you got to build it from the ground. I, well, I grew up in a boating family. I just haven't had one since, mm. you know, since I grew up in Florida. I grew up in Daytona Beach right on the intercoastal. So wow. I was either surfing in the river and it, it was awesome. You still surf? Uh, I have a surfboard. Uh, Chad to Chad wants to know if you golf. Do you golf? Yes. Boom. When you, I can. Do you golf good? No. Well. <laughs> well. Uh-huh. All right. Last uh, last audience. My question. golfing's like his grammar. Uh, this is an easy one uh, from Larry C. Mickey, what is your personal preference with a cigar by itself? Do you take a sip of whiskey? Do you have a cold beer? Uh, tell us about your your typical daily. You know, have, what are you what are you pairing with your typical cigar? I mean, tonight I know you're having bourbon uh, with an ice cube. Uh, God rest its soul over there, that Jeez, poor, bourbon. poor bourbon. But uh, what do you typically have uh, with your cigars? Um, it depends on you know the the day of the week. I try not to smoke on uh, Sundays, Mondays, and Tuesdays. Sundays are very hard not to smoke on. Um, but if I'm drinking, which is not a lot, don't look at me like no, that. No, um, no, no. You know, the weekend, I don't judge. like I, I'm, I'm, I'm a bur- when, when it comes when it comes to alcohol, I'm bourbon number one. When it comes to not bourbon, it was it probably Tapa Chico, uh, which is funny because I and that was one of the Papa. things I liked it before. You couldn't find it, and all of a sudden you yeah. could find it. You couldn't find it like that's my uh, club soda, and, and then a good coffee. So yeah, my nice. first my Keep first cigar on, usually in a day. If I'm not flying out, is anywhere from 5:30 to 7 in the morning, and then I might go a couple hours, and then wait for my first sales call or out in the field. So, but yeah, it's um, bourbon, and always trying to find the right bourbon. So that that quest, as I tell everybody, don't be chasing cigars. I'm chasing bourbon. <laughs> yeah. So I'm talking to both Me sides too. of my mouth. You know, Me so. too. Now there's quite a few. Audience questions this week. You want to rapid fire some of these bad boys? Yeah, let's, r- let's rapid fire a few. All right, I'm uh, only allowed to say one down and one bourbon every yeah. answer. Okay, uh, what's your favorite smoke outside of your own line? Uh, it's still Padron. Boom. Uh, besides Erica Tormson, who is your man crush in the cigar world? <laughs> My man crush. That's got to be from Juan Cancel. That question has got to be from That's Juan Cancel. Ca- oh, he's like a dirty porno. Um, My man crush. You know, I have one. Hey, it's it was George Perdon. It was actually my wife's uh, crush too. Um, let's see. Uh, I, I do have a man crush. Hey, you know what? In all fairness, it has to be Sokka because I followed Sokka's career from the very beginning. What, he looks exactly like you. No, <laughs> he doesn't look exactly. I'm taller, thinner. Uh, um, it has to be Sokka because. I've always admired his uh, his studious nature that he's taken to this industry. When it goes back to his old his first JR days, mm-hmm. so all right, 
Uh, have you had? A, have you gone so far as to? Have and maybe a, Terrence Riley from my young ooh. one. He's a, he's a tall drink of water. This is the greatest night of our lives. <laughs> it is indeed. Uh, have you have you gone so far as to have a priest bless your cigars? Oh, that, who, now, who a, asked that question? What Sean a great Fuller. What a great question. So Sean Fuller, that's a great question. So we have a project that we're coming out with in um, 2023. So every time I go to Esteli. The first thing I do is I go to the white church and I say my three prayers. Okay. Before I start my, my week, my month, whatever I'm down there, I go to the white church, which is actually freaking Placentia's. They own all of Central America. So you go around that church, uh, thank Placentia, Placentia, Placentia. It's beautiful. I just had coffee with Junior uh, my last trip a couple months ago. And, um, yeah, so... We have a project that, yeah, we definitely do, and there's a, there's a priest I have in mind that I'm really good friends with. Um, that actually, we had a bachelor party for him the night before he got ordained. Yeah, baby. <laughs> That's a whole nother story. <laughs> so, because I'm like, you're marrying the church, so we should have a bachelor party oh, for geez. you. Vicky, so, you're, yes. you're, you're sending these poor guys to hell. I mean, jeez, give no, them a no, break. So, yeah, we wanted to do that with our dedication, and we just couldn't, uh, we couldn't, um, we just couldn't put it together at that time, but yeah, we have a project it's in that's the works. Coming. Yeah, in the works. All right, uh, Patrick Larkin, favorite whiskey? Boom, boom. Uh, Noah's Mill. That's, Ooh, that's a good pick. Good uh, Noah's Mill. I think that's what I brought back in August. It's still a staple of mine, and uh, this pick. new is right here. That um, just get it on the right side of the river, people. Yeah, luck, I, I'm. My go-to, my Budweiser, a whiskey, <laughs> a bourbon. Uh, when I'm on the golf course, and uh, it's probably Jim Beam with club soda and splash of Diet Coke. Uh, Quinn, loads of fun, uh, says uh, thin crust or deep dish? Thin, uh, well done. Mm. There we go. Any others, Jordan? You got any others? Uh, mm. That might be it for now. All right. Folks, this show is sponsored. Well, make up questions. Act like people are like, (laughs) won't care. That's a lot of questions already. Uh, This show is sponsored by JR Cigars, one of the world's largest online cigar stores. Mickey Pegg, JR's inventory. I used to work with Lou Rothman. Okay, there you go. So you know that their inventory ranges from everyday bundled cigars to incredibly high end boxes, plus a large selection of cigar accessories. Enjoy the best prices on your favorite cigar brands, such as Romeo and Julieta. Monte Cristo, Crown Heads, Davidoff, Whoa. and many more. Make sure to try one of their exclusive lines, such as the Drew Estate Nightshade or the limited edition Alec and Bradley Wagyu. Celebrate over 50 years, Mickey, of excellence and stock up on your favorite cigars today at JR Cigars. Over 50 years, that's impressive. Yeah, so I, 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 you know, Lou Rothman, I remember one of the first times I did a sales call with him when I was at CIO. And he talked about how he got into it. Well, it, have you had Lou on the show? No. Get him on the show. He is freaking hilarious. Mm, all right. And ask him how he got in the catalog. Stamps. It was stamp. Remember stamp machines? Does anybody or remember that they kind of existed? Right. But it's another story. I'll let him tell that story. All right. Well, I'll ask him about that. Um, all right, folks. We are going to go to the cigar leaderboard. Hey, it's the end of the month, Jordan. We got to find out. Uh, in May, what were the most checked into cigars and cigar brands? We'll let uh, Mickey take a peek at this too. Let's go to the leaderboard, Jordan. This is the Dojo Top verse. Top ten. Uh, 
<laughs> we gotta have somebody do that. <laughs> is that I, is that Jordan's voice? Uh, it's terrible. Yeah, that's, that's, I thought that was like let's just keep that right. There. All right, what do we got? The top ten. These are the brands of the month. So no surprise with Espinosa because uh, we had a big uh, uh, Espinosa day on the Dojo Verse, which. Uh, Catapult Fucking Eric, to them. I love him. That's awesome. Uh, any of those jump out to you? Got uh, Terrence at number four off. Steve came on strong with number five. Steve wasn't even in the top ten until we had him on the show. And then, boom, came on strong. Number six, Camacho. We have the uh, Camacho group uh, on the Camp Camacho group on Dojoverse. So they're typically strong. So you have them separated from the rest of the company, huh? And, uh, yeah, yeah, of course. They're, it's a separate. These are brands. So these could be. Uh, either overall or sub-brands. And then, Jordan, let's go to the top cigars of the month. Oh, that was brands. I'm sorry. Yeah. So here we go. The Murcielago gets the number Killing one it. spot is that in Espin- May. That's Espinosa, isn't that's it? That's Espinosa, uh, yeah. I, yeah they, they must have came on strong because the Ninjarago was really killing it. For yeah. The They're month. doing that for you, too, right? Now, so we do the Ninjarago with Hoya, the Nicaragua. Oh, um, that's Hoya. That, yeah. No, yeah. No, okay. Don't and ask. obviously, Drew Estate came in strong. The uh, Nica Rustica shot up the list because of the release of the new Nica Rustica Habano. Uh, Steve's got a couple on here, right? He's got the, uh, or he's at least one, the Micarita, number six. <laughs> and, a lot of Espinosa. And, and Mickey, I got to ask you about number 10. Coming in at number 10 is the Knuckle Sandwich Guy Fieri. Uh, what do you what do you think? Uh, we've been very vocal about the fact that having somebody like Guy Fieri in the cigar industry, it's not just good for Espinosa. It's good it's, for the entire so, cigar industry. So the first cigar barbecue was done was actually done in Sonoma, California. All right. And one of the first embracers of that was Davidoff. Uh, George Brightman had a big influence. And guess who did this? Guess who did the barbecue? Guess who did the beat? I'm guessing. It was Guy Fieri. Wow. So, and that was the greatest airport to fly into. Sonoma was like literally from the, when the plane landed to having a glass of wine in their hand was 30 minutes. I shit you not. <laughs> I mean, it looked, the, the, the airport looked like a halfway house. And that's when I first met Guy. And I don't know if he would remember me today. And he didn't have the blondish hair. It was before the divers, uh, the diners and all that stuff. He's been around this forever. And everybody wants to go after celebrities. But you have to go after the right celebrity that's going to embrace it. So, and I trust Eric because I've known him for so many years. That guy was so involved with that process. Yeah. And what he's doing, he's got a cigar in his hand. He's showing up to these retail shops on an absolutely incredibly busy schedule with everything he's doing. Right. He's got something that's helped coordinate that stuff, almost like White House-like coordination. And I, and I, I think he's, he's fantastic. And, you know, people haven't brought – I say foodie. I'm using the wrong word, and somebody will correct me. But foodies are the peop- foodie celebrities are the people that you need to embrace in this industry if you're going to bring them and involve them in this process mm. for success. Yeah, because it's a similar, you know, it's about flavor and taste. and Right, well, he's all about Flavortown. But, he, yeah. hey, take, say he doesn't have Flavortown as one of his brands or his monikers or whatever. He's a chef. And people will say, well, what kind of chef is he? Well, no, I mean, the guy is absolutely fantastic. And what Eric is doing over there and Jack and all those guys, and it's, uh, and that cigar is freaking delicious. Yeah, there's one I, I I can't remember. There's one I really really liked, and the other one I I liked it. 
But um, I had it down at Abe's thingamajig. Yeah, I mean, we sat out to, outside together, you and me. Oh, uh, we, oh you, you had your own uh, dojo camp? We kind of had our own little area. With, yeah. with the moose, with the moose yeah. rack? Yeah, it was great. Was, uh, Rob and Randy were there, or yeah. Randy was there? It was Randy and Chad. Yeah. And Randy interviewed me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was awesome. Yeah, anyways, um, it's it's great to see uh, it's great to see guy in the in the biz, and it's great to see his cigar being uh, well. I think received. he's a great ambassador. Oh, that's yeah. a franchise Un- ambassador. Yeah. Uh, Barry wants to know: uh, Can your cigars Barry, Barry who Widmer or Barry Bellevue? Oh, Barry Driscoll. Oh, Driscoll. Uh, can your cigars be used for an exorcism if need be? <laughs> I, I tried that Tommy Clyde I tonight. It didn't question. work. It keeps talking about the fucking blues when we're up here in Denver. <laughs> so, no, apparently not. Um, so, uh, Mickey, we do this thing. It's called Deep Thoughts. And what, what happens with Deep Thoughts is we try to get, we try to get the innermost uh, personality traits out of you by transporting you to deep. You know, Mickey, there's sort of three types of talk. You got... You got, you know, light talk, that's small talk. It's like small talk or whatever. And then you got like big talk, like deep topics. And somewhere in the middle is where most people are with medium topics. We like to go with the big, the big topics, the most deep, ridiculous, you know, topics that you can possibly think of. So can you move, like get the camera? There you go. All right. There we go. Uh, had to get, had to get a uh, deal there. So Mickey, <laughs> here we go. Deep thoughts with Mickey Pegg, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Should I Jordan, do a jingle on this one? Do the jingle. Here we go. There we go. Is Deep. that the one from SNL? I don't know. No. This is, the one from, this is the one from this SNL, Smoke Night Live. Yeah. Uh, Deep thoughts number one. Where is the line between art and not art? Or maybe asked in a different way, what is art, Mickey Pegg? Pornhub. Uh... <laughs> What is art and what is not art? Uh, you you know, it, it's funny you asked me that question. So uh, it re- reminds me my freshman year at Catholic University, and I uh, had to take a class, uh, classical mind philosophy, and I walked in, and I walked into the class, and, and the professor doesn't take role or anything. He goes, what is just must come from unjust, and if just comes from just, then there is no just. I got up. Walked out of the class, tried to drop it, called my dad, and he goes, did you not read the curriculum? You have to do two semesters or four semesters of philosophy. So where does art, uh, I, I don't think there is not art. I think anything can be art. If there's no effort or no thought, then maybe that's not art. Or. Yeah, ask me like a bologna or a fucking hot dog question or something. Or does it just have to be that somebody pronounces it as art. Then that self, uh, that's. Then. <laughs> oh, I got him. I, th- I, think, I think we had a moment. Did there. you see? There was a Just little, now. a little smoke came out of his ear right um, there. Just a little smoke, a little whiff of smoke came out of his ear. If you tell somebody is art, <laughs> then you take away the interpretation, and the interpretation needs to have. That's the art. Is the interpretation. But somebody has to say this is art, right? At some point. Like that fridge, my fucking sticker, though, all the way down on the bottom. <laughs> uh, uh, no. Yeah, I, I, no. If, if you tell somebody it's something, then it's not that. Mm. But if everything so, is art, then nothing is art. Oh, my gosh. 
That's correct. So it can go either way. So the metaphysical part of it, what, what, and then what's your definition of metaphysical? Is it beyond the physical or the physical that hasn't existed yet? I'm talking about art. That's deep, man. So Aristotle had physics and he had metaphysics. And they don't understand what, what, what was, was metaphysics the extension of physics or was it the, uh, the escalation of physics? He's answering the question with another question. Well, like art, uh, act and potency. Here. Like, what's the difference between act and potency? It's the same thing. Yeah, I mean that. This is the question for you, Mickey. I I can't answer. Uh, I couldn't answer. Either. I can't answer. Either. <laughs> All right, the next next question. Scarbecue start. Next <laughs> next question, Mickey. Deep thoughts. Does fate exist? Give me your definition of fate. Now, I'm not saying that's the right definition. All right, so fate. I, I, I need a little help. Fate would be the um, the uh, the idea or the notion that's that, going to happen anyways. That, that what happens was meant to be. Whatever happens was meant to be. Well, Mike Tyson once said that um, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. Okay. Uh, so fate, I, 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 I d- 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 like serendipity or something like that. So. Uh, <laughs> Was I'm, it, a, I'm was dumb it, as a rock. I don't know why you're asking me this How many semesters questions. of this did you say? <laughs> so, well, serendipity and fate could be the, the same thing. I mean, so... Was it fate that you started All Saints Cigars? Was it meant to be, or was this out of your own pure free will? I'll tell you in four years. <laughs> when I run out of money. Uh, so, uh, yeah, is, is fate meant to be? Fate is what is meant to be. That is, those are synonymous. uh, To think that you have control over anything, I think you can manage fate. I don't think you can control it. If fate is something that is even tangibly something that... Can you, Mickey Pegg, change the course of your life based on your own free will? Did you see the final I think I tried to do that with starting at a company at 50 years old. All right, wait, what was that? Chad Chad said, did you see the Final Destination No, movies? and I never saw this. No, I think, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I wish I had time to watch one. Actually, now I do when I'm on airplanes. Um, I, I, I think I was trying to manage our my fate by starting a company at 50. Yeah. Most people start a company a lot earlier. So I, I think what I'm gathering from you, Mickey, is you believe in the free will of the human spirits. And that uh, there is no such thing as true fate or, or destiny in, in the sense that you can't control it. You can control it. That's what you're saying. Uh, you know what? I, I remember, so I had a guy, Professor Eldridge, when I started University of Pennsylvania, and, and he, went around, he went around the whole classroom and he goes, why is everybody here? And I said to him, I, I'm like, you know. Like, I'm the quiet guy, right? So my hand goes up, and I go... You're the quiet guy? Yeah. What the and, I, and I put my hand up, and uh, a grown-ass man put his hand up in the classroom. And um, and he goes, why are you here? And I go, because I want to get better at the stuff that I'm not good at. Hmm. And he goes, that's the dumbest fucking answer I've ever heard in my entire life. Wow. He that's goes, harsh. He goes, your body, your sense, and what you've done and your maturity, you've already... At this age, you're already good at something or you're bad at something. Make your good better. And if you have time, make your bad a little bit. He goes, you can't spend time on trying to fix something that you're never going to be able to fix. 
why not magnify and make the things that you're good at better? That's why, folks, you shouldn't send your kids to higher education. <laughs> or an Ivy League school. <laughs> this guy's a douchebag. No, I liked it. I liked the answer. It was great. Just kidding. All right, last question on Deep Thoughts, Mickey. Um, in an ideal world... How would you like to see yourself dying? Like, I mean, like if you could plan it out, when like we say dead, not you, dying. Yeah, you know, that like, means it's like prolonged. Like how do you want to go out? Like, let's just say in an ideal world, you know, like if if there was some sort of great story. Hey, man, do you remember Mickey Peg? Do you know how he went out? Like he died, you know, da da da. Oh, how I would die? Yes. Not my not my funeral. No, how how uh, you well, would die? I know die how I want my funeral. in an ideal world, right? Like, I'm not saying like I'm not saying predicting how you're going to die. I'm saying if you could write your own script to go and out. How I'm dead or how my funeral is going to be? No, how you're going to die. How you, the end is going to come. Uh, quick would have to be one part. <laughs> quick. <laughs> no, I mean, you hear about it all the time. Like, yeah, all right. They didn't suffer. You're I don't sure? want to suffer. You don't want to suffer. All right. So that's, that's portion uh, one. Uh, a cigar in one hand. Ah, nice. My wife's moving the other. I mean, I drink in the other. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, probably on the golf course. Oh, there you go. You're like with a, uh, with a cigar, and, and uh, maybe you get struck which, by Which, ironically, my course. favorite place to smoke a cigar is on the golf course. Don't you think, like, like Jordan just said, like you're smoking on the you're golf smoking course. on the golf course? Boom! Struck by lightning, it's over. Quick. That guy was a hero. Yeah, that'd be cool, dude. He, he had a. He had but a, I hate to smoke on the golf course, which a, is funny. He had a really bad drive. I had mad. to be in the Ben's Grill at Lanark. Uh, uh, finishing around the golf, had a cigar, had, had probably one of the. We all have amazing cigars, and you know, some days are better and some days are not. I have an amazing cigar, and uh, one of my ghetto Manhattans. Yes. You got a hole in one right before the right. Yeah, you, you shot a hole in one. You cheered. Yeah. Your cigar was almost out. The lightning strikes oh. the cigar, relighting it, and just poof. Mickey Peg is nothing but dust. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how it's gotta go. I would like that. I, I, I like I like that. I want to be right next to you. We'll just we'll just go together. I think like like snuggled in your <laughs> arms <laughs> with my man crush. <laughs> All right, Jordan. Let's uh, let's uh, go through our uh, our, cool. our audience questions real quick. And Mickey, I'm gonna let you pick a winner of the uh, box of cigars, which uh, I will send out personally. Uh, um, obviously, these are not from All Saints. Uh, these are from the dojo because, uh, you know, FDA and whatnot. But uh, well, I will send these to you. And, uh, uh, Jordan, let's go through. I, I, I did like uh, Barry's. Uh, can, uh, have your cigars, can your cigars be used for an exorcism? That's, okay, so that's entry number one. Nah, you, know, I, I love, you know what? I'll tell you another great story. Yes. Is that the Catholic University I went to has the most extensive exor exorcism library. In the world, what uh, what um, qualifies? It's actually so. It's behind. It's almost like the whole prohibition bars and all this stuff. It's actually behind closed doors in the Mullen Library, and it's actually it's uh, well, you know, the Exorcism actually was inspired from DC. The Exorcist. The Exorcist movie. The movie. Yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, more Georgetown, which mm. is another Catholic university. Now, uh, on a side note, there was like a thousand guys that said they loved your hat. Is there a place where guys can get that hat? Mm. Yeah, go to Dojovers. <laughs> and when you can't find it, don't call me. 
No, actually, you could get the... It is a pretty sweet hat. I brought some for you fuck nuts. Uh, They, uh, yeah, you go to our website. That's the only thing that we sell on our website is our, uh, our swag and... Jonathan Robinson and I can't name a name. Like I swear to God, they're in the mail. Uh, they're coming. So our, our swag thing is starting to blow up a little bit, and I haven't been very Boom. good about getting that up. All right, Jordan. So we now, got we got Barry. He's in. He's yeah, entered. I think. Uh, uh, what, what was Barry's question? I liked his question. The exorcism. exorcism. Yeah. Exorcism. Uh, Kevin uh, did the one about the your cigar man crush. Okay, so Kevin Acuff is entered. Uh, Mike Smith said when we were talking about boats, boat names, he said he'd name his ship face. That's good. Oh, that's a great name. That's good. Thank you, Mike. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Tanner said smoking me a dedication right now and going to. He misspelled his comment. Going to Frank some Michters. He meant to say drink uh, some Michters, and but it was well. Wow, clearly, yeah. he's had enough Michters. Yeah. Well, I think I had a Michter with plenty. Him. I think Tanner's had a few too many Michters. Uh, Quinn had the. Um, oh, what did he say? No, Tanner said Mickey for president. At least he can answer unexpected questions without a teleprompter. <laughs> hey, so what's the difference between an oral and an anal thermometer? Uh huh. The taste. Hey, oh, hey. That was a quick little. Uh, but but where's the where's the uh, where's the rim shot when we need it? Um, well, I've got all I've got is this. No, that's not. That's way too long. Way too long. Now that was funny. No, that's not funny. Uh, that's hilarious. Uh, we had Quinn. Where's Jake the Harlequin? <laughs> and then after this, we've already you know gone over most of these: the thin crust versus the what type of pizza you like from Quinn. The whiskey, the from Patrick Larkin. I, I, so I, th- I like the exorcism. I think we've, yeah. I think I think Barry's Barry's exorcism question. That was awesome. Is yeah. the winner? So Barry, is it unanimous? Can we can we can we agree that that's it's Barry? Can we agree to agree? Yes, let's yeah. agree to agree that it was it was Barry. Um, all right, congratulations, Barry. I will send you out this uh, beautiful box of Havanos, um, Mickey. Uh, before we start to wind down the show and, not wind it down, and, and, and sign off, uh, let's talk about what's uh, coming up next for All Saints. What do you guys got in the works? Uh, for me, a lot of travel, which is awesome. Um, I will be uh, coming up. Oh, so I get home from here, and really? I, I'm going to my daughter's high school, my middle daughter's high school graduation, and then I'm back out. I'm down the factories. Wait, 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 wait. Did you say, it, what what type of graduation is this? High school. Oh, okay, thank God. Well, I got a uh, well. My oldest just completed uh, tyranny. Just completed her freshman year. I just didn't want it to be like you know, like sixth grade graduation thing. That I can't. I can't <laughs> sign up for that. Nah, yeah, yeah we, we didn't either. We yeah. never made a big deal. So it's so a high school grad. That's that's a legit. That's a legit yeah. graduation. And it's actually my oldest daughter's birthday at the same time. So yeah. So I, okay. uh, and then I'm back out. I'm down the factories. Okay. I get back and then I'm doing like a little tour down to Miami. I'm going to see Gracie, uh, Gracie at uh, Terrible Cigar Club. <laughs> really, this is the worst fucking name of a cigar club. <laughs> uh, so, crazy, I love you, but it's terrible. That name. <laughs> so, and then I make it back. I fly home on Father's Day. Nice. They better have freaking pancakes waiting for me when I get there. They, well, uh, I'm sure they will. And then, uh, and then I'm back out, and then we're kind of local because we have to settle in, get ready, make sure that we uh, have our 
our T's dotted and our I's crossed. Are you? Um, Did you get that? You yeah. Know, for PCA. Yes. I, 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 is it bare Catholic? Does the Pope shit in the woods? You know, you know, right. one of those things. But uh, I assume at PCA, uh, you're going to have some something new. Uh, you you talked a little bit about. Are you you're reintroducing this? Is not re yeah, yeah reintroduce like re-energize. I mean, because it launched this year, but nobody really talked about it. We are very fortunate that a lot of conversation in our two and a half years has been on dedication, St. Francis by far, and Colorado mm-hmm. coming up, and then Habano. So we're really gonna not reintroduce it, but because of the size of where we are, where we're at, I I, I think that'll be really kind of new. Uh, is the Habano, but we are coming out with uh, a new Vitola okay. that we're going to do in all four, and I don't think I've talked about this anywhere else. Oh, breaking uh, news. Yeah, well, you're over there, like, freaking putting fingernails in my eyeballs <laughs> over there. So we are going to do a Vitola in all four that we're going to call Vesper. It's a four and a half by 44. Vesper. Round. Vesper. So that's like a little a little bicycle motorcycle that you ride. No, I knew that. Ball. I, I saw your eyes gleam when I said that. Uh, <laughs> no, Vesper, like evening reflection, the star, you know, all, like Moe and all that stuff. So, yeah. All right. Well, that sounds, are, you, are you looking forward to PCA? Do you like that sort of thing? Yeah, I love, I always loved, uh, I love RTDA. IPCR, uh, I thought was the worst acronym ever. IP. C. <laughs> CPR. Like, it was like. The worst acronym ever. Um, and then PCA, yes, I've always been a fan of it. I went there. I started going to those when it was retail. And then, obviously, um, Davidoff and CAO. It's, it's, it's just I love that show. I have all the confidence in that organization. Um, we all have ups and downs. Sure. And it gets critiqued all over the place and that's the nature of it in like guys like you uh in the media that people that listen to need to critique it and keep critiquing it on the good and the bad because that's what makes anything better right so and and i and uh we're gonna have a very uh underwhelming booth and i'm man enough to admit it (laughs) because we're spending all our money on uh, literally on, on expenses and tobacco it's gonna be it's going to be a little sexier than last year. You remember the, like, the two curtains I had? Yeah, you're going to go with three curtains. <laughs> no, we're, it's still two curtains, but oh. we might like jazz up the little section where we, we mm. show our cigars. So you're going so, to sex it up just a tad. Yeah, we, like, like, we want to grow into this. I, 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 I want to see us go this way. Not this way, and then this way, and then this way. You're gonna have like a bunch of popes at the booth. Mm, yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, like the, most booths have the booth. We should girls, have a pope you know? look like kind. I think you, you should have at least one, at least one pope. There, seems like. They um, used to have a pope that went around the old shows that looked oh. like John Paul. There you go. You should do that this year. So, uh, folks that are watching, how do they get a hold of some All Saints cigars? Uh, uh, are they online? I mean, obviously, you're in how many uh, retail locations? Yeah, if you just go to the Trinity Cigar Company website. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> there you go, Scotty. This is the best day of Scott's life. <laughs> I just want to sell the guy one box of cigars. Uh, one really good box of cigars. Uh, no, if you go to our website, uh, allsaintscigars.com, you will go to our retailer access. It is not completely updated. We get that. 
Uh, we just hired a guy uh, named Mike Dove out of Weakfish, out of Delaware, and he's helping us get all our shit together and all that stuff, so that will be updated. But if not, just like anybody that's a broker for us on Facebook, whatever, just reach out to us, and we'll, we'll lead you in the right direction. So if you're out in the Midwest, reach out to Tommy Klein. If you are in, like, the Mid-Atlantic, Mike King. If you're in the Eastern Mid-Atlantic, Garrett Robinson, out Northwest, Ed Ryan. And obviously, down in Texas, Oklahoma and Arkansas, reach out to Tracy Spence and um, Rob. So, but now, thank I, you for that. Thank you for that commercial. I assume, Mickey, I'm that... I'm going to get an invoice for, like, $500. <laughs> <after> that, <laughs> that you're uh, you're looking forward to Cigar Barbecue on Sunday. You're going to be here No, I'm, 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 I'm actually so excited about it. I was more excited about the Cigar Barbecue... No, that's bullshit. Uh, <laughs> uh, like, this whole weekend, like, I'm fucking off the whole weekend. So, like, literally, we uh, I took Tommy out, and we saw a couple shops today. Uh, we're going on some really, we're going to go see Law's Whiskey and Dave Cronin and those guys tomorrow. Um, and then do whatever. And then Sunday, we have that. And then I have an early flight on Monday and spend a little time with the family. But it's, it's just your patience of me coming on the show. And thank you for the invite. Like, I couldn't be more happy. Even though I got the weekend wrong, like, uh, several different times. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, there was and I'm texting. And I forget <laughs> that Eric is in fucking Denver. And I get up early. And it's, like, 6 o'clock. And I'm like, you said Steve Sockers on the show next week. What the fuck? He goes, well, he is. And it's 4.30 in the morning here in <laughs> You're not on for a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. A couple months. <laughs> no, we're, we're excited to have you here, and we can't thank you enough, Mickey, for joining us on Smoke Night Live in studio, ladies in and gentlemen. Studio. Everybody, uh, click, smash that like button. Smash that like button just for, for Mickey joining us on the show. And, guys, if you are listening on any of our uh, on Spotify, on Apple, iTunes, and uh, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, please hit subscribe. In fact, give us a, a rating if you can. Uh, the, the highest uh, you, you can possibly click. It's very helpful to us. So thank you to everybody that follows the show. We love you guys. Uh, we love having Mickey in studio. We'd like to do more in-studio guests because it's always so much fun to get to like touch and feel <laughs> The guest. He's you right know. there. He's right there. He's, I can just touch him. It's amazing. Now, Mickey, thank you I'm so much. I'm just giddy. <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time on a Friday night, brother. Thank you for, thank you for having me. Oh, it's been great. Hey, guys, it's Friday night. This means it's Friday night herf. And you know what that means, Mickey? All night long on the Dojoverse, check into your favorite cigars. Hopefully it's All Saints, because uh, we've been smoking All Saints all night long. Why wouldn't you? Check into your favorite cigar. Oh, remind uh, him about the uh, Cigar BQ playlist. The, oh, yeah, we have a Cigar BQ playlist. I'll, no, I'll, you don't. I'll post the link. Maybe I'll... Spotify playlist. You add your songs to it. Maybe tomorrow I'll just... What's well, uh, so like just, a, you doing on Spotify? So it's like a just mega don't list? Add, like a mega list. Don't add like 10 songs from the same artist. <laughs> Like in a row, don't just kind of try to spread them out. Spread you know? it out, have some fun with it, and then on th the day of cigar barbecue, we'll put that on. Um, everybody should listen to that playlist so we can all listen to the songs that we like. It's like a collaborative. Well, you know what they got to do is when that playlist is done after the cigar barbecue, is vote on the list and have your own. Um, See who did it, who yeah, and, and then concise it, and then send it out. And yeah, 
I well, I will. I'll do that. I'll uh, I'll keep posting that link. I like, when the, the, I, I like when somebody else has ideas for other people. Like <laughs> yeah. everybody wants to tell us how sure, to spend yeah. our money and do our brand. Yeah, I'll, I love it. I'll do that, Mickey. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks everybody for joining us tonight, Friday Night Herf. Again, uh, jump on to dojoverse.com right now. That's where we'll hang out the rest of the night and have some Let's fun. Let's send All Saints number one brand of the weekend. Yeah, maybe we can right? maybe we can push All Saints to the top. Uh, so oh, I can't wait to be the world's tallest bitches. <laughs> so hop, Ow! hop on the dojoverse.com until next. Oh, by the way, uh, real quick, uh, me and Jordan are leaving to Tampa on Wednesday morning. And so we're gonna go. We're gonna go visit J.C. Newman. We're gonna visit a couple other folks. And so uh, we're taking. Are you gonna send updates and like little pictures? Yeah, of course. That tour is one yeah. of the most amazing oh, tours in the world. Yeah, I've in fact I've seen it from every stage, from before they started to in the middle to towards the end to to when it's finished. But Jordan hasn't seen it finished yet. So we're gonna take him down there, and uh, and show him the finished uh, tour, which is gonna be great. But to make a long story short, we're taking a bit of a. Uh, summer hiatus from flavor odyssey on wednesday night and smoke night live so we'll be back in a couple weeks with uh more guests and more fun and um heading into the summer so thank everybody for joining us and uh uh thank you for understanding that me and jordan need a little bit of a break and so it's a summertime break mickey and so remember until the next time we're on never, never smoke, smoke alone. Alone. until next time the Monte Cristo 1935 Nicaragua was one of the most highly rated cigars of the year. Expertly crafted by legendary blenders Rafael Nadal and AJ Fernandez, this cigar was blended to celebrate the 85th anniversary of the Monte Cristo line. It is hand rolled using all aged Nicaraguan tobaccos exclusively from AJ's farm. This bold cigar is bursting with rich notes of chocolate, leather, a dash of spice, and a smooth creamy finish. Enjoy one of the finest cigars of the year right now at jrcigars.com.